This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Francesa Podcast for a Football Friday Week Nine. We have uh, made it past Halloween. We have hit the month of November. We already have uh, frost here in the Northeast. Uh, It's already in the 30s, so uh, winter is fast approaching. Uh, And you're ready for the second half of this NFL football season, which you would have to call at least relatively wide open. It isn't wide open in the NFC. The winner, the Super Bowl champion is going to, uh, the Super Bowl representative is going to come from Philadelphia, San Francisco, or should I dare say Dallas? I think it's going to be the Eagles. Uh, I don't want to discount the Lion fans, but I think that's still a little rarefied air for the Lions at this juncture. Um, the AFC is more open, although uh, the Chiefs are going to clinch relatively early uh, and be in a very good position. The question is, do they get the one seed? And that is something that is going to be very, very important for them. And I would watch the Ravens. And there's some interesting games this week, okay, including the Seahawks and the Ravens. The Ravens are a step or two away from being right there on that top echelon in the AFC. And here come the Bengals. As expected, before the season began, I picked a Philly Cincy uh, Super Bowl. I have no reason to, cha- to get off that now. I think Cincy is going to have a big second half. Um, there's going to be a lot of teams fighting for those last spots in the AFC, as we know. Yes, Jet fans, the Jets are in that mix. These next two games are very, very big for the Jets in terms of that going forward. Uh, and like I said, a lot of big games this week. First for the buys. Well, first, let me start with the Thursday night game. Steelers get the kind of win that they are known for. You know, get a lead, hang on for dear life. You know, do something in the fourth quarter. Play good defense. Have a pass rush. You know, do what they do. And they get themselves a win. And right now, they're 5-3. and three. They're 5-3. and three, And with their defense and the weather they're going to play in most weeks, second half of the season, they're going to be a factor. They're not a Super Bowl team in my mind, a contender. I don't think they can win a big playoff game with this offense, uh, with this offensive line, with this terrible running game. I think that they, though, can make the playoffs. I picked them as an over this year uh, before the season started. I think they're going to win 10 games. Um, Their defense is there every week. You know they're going to be – very solidly coached, sometimes maybe peculiarly coached, but solidly coached. As for Tennessee, they're going to have to play spoiler this year. You know they're going to win games with Vrabel. Um, and they have uncovered a quarterback in Will Levis, who last night did some good things. He got hit a lot. 
he held the ball too long, which is something that all young quarterbacks do. But you saw some good, promising things. He was tough. He stood in. He can throw. He can get rid of the ball. Uh, he's the quarterback of the future. I don't think there's any question about that. Now, remember, this is brought to you, of course, by the good folks at Bet Rivers. Go to the Bet Rivers app, download it uh, for all of your wagering needs. And remember, get extra value this football season with the Bet Rivers squares. You can win up to $10,000 uh, in bonus money with just a $10 wager on a same game poly on any game with the square icon. So all the NFL games have it. Um, other games have it. You can uh, play for as little as 10 bucks and get a chance to maybe cash in and win $10,000. So, and get a little extra action. So check it out, download the bet rivers app as always, or betrivers.com, which is uh, the exclusive sponsor uh and the exclusive owner of all our podcast content. All right, here we go. Buys for this week. Detroit, San Francisco, which desperately needs one, needs to get healthy, needs to get key players back. We talked about that before the season started. They have a habit of not only getting hit with injuries, but getting hit with injuries to the wrong people. And that has happened again for them this year. Uh, Jacksonville, which is a lot of people attack Jacksonville, but they're going to coast to the playoffs and Denver, which is playing better on the Sean, which you figured they would as the season progressed. We open with a nine 30 game and I'm not going to spend 10 minutes on it because I don't want to waste everybody's time. I can do it in two sentences. I hate these nine 30 games. I hate the games played outside the country. It is nothing but a big money grab and to export dolphins chiefs, which should be a Sunday night game or at the very least, a 425 game. To have that game in Germany at 9.30 in the morning is just a joke, but it is typical of the NFL, which is just about grabbing every buck that they can get, every secondary buck, every tertiary buck, anything they can get their hands on. And that's why they're in London, and that's why they'll be in Germany twice this month. And to take this game and export it to Germany, okay, and not have Dolphins Chiefs in a primetime locale is just typical of the NFL. And that game at 9.30 in the morning. I mean, you want to watch that game. You want to see Tyreek Hill, who you know is going to be just motivated and has already popped off all week and says, I don't care about bulletin board stuff. Watch what I do this week against the Chiefs. And the Chiefs coming off a bad game, a rare bad game, a rare situation where they didn't get the job done, and will look to bounce back. A couple of teams that have big-time aspirations and have aspirations to be the number one seed in the AFC. So it's an enormous game on what is a good week of games. You got the Dolphins and the Chiefs. You got the Seahawks and the Ravens. You got the Cowboys and the Eagles. Okay? You got the Bills and the Bengals. And on the secondary level of teams that are going to be fighting to get into the playoffs, you got the Chargers and the Jets, which is going to be a big game. Now let's go back to the Giants. Let's go back to the top. Giants actually travel to find a team that's in worse trouble than they are, a team that has just cleaned house this week, has nothing but disgruntled stars in Devontae Adams, Jacobs, both unhappy with their production this year, both unhappy with what, the way they've been utilized this year. The quarterback hasn't done the job. 
He's been banged up. He also has not played well. You know I've always been a Garoppolo supporter. He has not played well this year. He has looked completely befuddled at times. He has made some terrible reads and some terrible passes. Now Antonio Pierce takes over. He talks about his connection to the players, and that scares you from a lot of different uh, levels. But listen, Antonio Pierce is a tough player. He's a good player. He's a tough player. I don't know what he's going to bring as a coach. Who knows? Let's see what it is. But the Raiders have talent. They should be far better than they are. The Giants come off that debacle. Their whole quarterback thing is just a mess. Now Daniel Jones comes back. Okay. The Giants brought in a backup this week. Put him on a practice squad. I'm sure he'll be active for the game. He should be. As the backup, Taylor's out. He's got a rib injury. He spent a couple of days in the hospital. The Giants lost a game they should never have lost. Their kicker now is on IR. He's getting knee surgery. That whole thing, what they were doing playing through the kicker if they knew the kicker was hurt. Why was the kicker there if he was hurt? You know, what about all the nonsense about Daniel Jones being cleared before the game, the coach not knowing about it? What a bunch of, I mean, it makes the Giants look like fools. So this year has gone from bad to worse. And like I said, they now travel to play a team that's a bigger mess than they are. So who knows what we're going to get in that game. We'll probably get a close game, and we'll see what happens. Dolphins and the Chiefs, as I said, should be fascinating. Chiefs are going to have a lot of trouble despite their defense, which is good, which has taken a hit in a couple of spots the last couple of weeks. And they have guys who have to step up now. Uh, their defense is good, but can it handle what the Dolphins bring on offense? No. Can the Dolphins handle what the Chiefs bring on offense? No. Do the Chiefs still have to decide? This is my guy. This is my guy at wide receiver. They have got to do this. We've been talking about this for weeks. It has got to happen for the Chiefs. It, they have waited too long for this. They have got to create a hierarchy and stop making it an audition, okay? Rice is their guy. That is the guy. Sky Moore has failed. I thought he was going to be good this year. He doesn't catch the ball enough. Last week on fourth down, he had a touchdown pass in his hands. Should have been caught. Dropped. Tony, too inconsistent. Rice is the guy, and they need to develop him let him become the guy, and let him be that number two option in the passing game behind Kelsey because Mahomes needs a place that he can count on other than Kelsey, and he hasn't had it in this wide receiver core. And it has held the Chiefs back long enough this season. It is time for them to move him up and make him that second dominant target. It's imperative that they do that. And I don't think there's any other candidates, to be honest with you. I think that's the guy. I really do. Should be a fun game. I hate that it's in Germany. I hate that it's 930 in the morning. Okay. But it still should be a very good, fun game to watch, to see what happens with Hill and everything else. Dolphins play wild games. Chiefs can stay with them and play wild game every step of the way. It should be fun. 
Uh, Vikings at four and four will start Hall. They traded for Dobbs. Falcons, obviously, they have their own issues, but they're four and four. A win is coming out of this game and thinking postseason. The Vikings are down Jefferson. They're down Cousins. But they're four and four, and they have weapons. Can they win this game? Yes. Can the Falcons win this game? Yes. The win is going to come out of this game at five and four and is going to be thinking, hey, I can go to the playoffs. Why wouldn't you at five and four? The Cards are going to play Clayton two in the quarterback this week. Kyler Murray's getting ready. He could be back as early as next week. Broncos, I mean, the Browns at four and three will probably not have Deshaun Watson yet at quarterback this week. I don't think he's ready. That means Walker again, but Browns are going to dominate this game at home on defense. Their defense plays very differently at home. They're going to get Browns weather, and they're going to obviously uh, get to five and three. Rams and Packers. Rams have had their moments, but up and down. Packers have had very few moments. Boy, how these two franchises have fallen right now and how they come out of this is going to be very interesting to watch. Washington unloaded. Both pass rushers. One's a Chicago, one's a San Francisco. They are not the same team anymore because they just took their two big pass rushers and traded them. They can move the ball. They get the Pats. Pats have a ton of injuries to go with everything else that's going on. Hey, Pats can beat Washington, but Washington could beat the Pats. You can't count on the Pats right now. Bears. And Saints, Saints are thinking playoffs. They have weapons. Saints should be able to get to the postseason. With the schedule they play, in the league they play, the division they play in, they should, and this is a game they can't pass up. Fields is not back yet. So the kid's playing quarterback again this week. He hasn't been awful, but he still made some typical mistakes. And the Saints should be able to get to five and four. Seahawks. At 5-2, and two, made a very good trade for them. Yeah, they gave up. Listen, the Giants bought that second-round pick. Let's be honest. They bought it. The Seahawks are only paying Williams's veteran minimum. That's it. It's a good, positive addition for them. Big addition. So they're going for a run for it. They're 5-2. and two. Ravens are 6-2. and two, And like I said, the Ravens are an inch away from thrusting themselves right there with Kansas City and Cincinnati and Buffalo and anybody else you want to put up in the AFC right now. Bucks need to win some games or the coach is going to be in trouble because, listen, Todd Ball's a nice man and he's a good defensive coordinator. He is a suspect head coach, and he is not a guy that lights up a room. And he's not a guy that owners are going to be thrilled about. And if they don't win games, he's going to lose his job. So they need to get going. Texans have played better than their record indicates, and they're very dangerous. They're well coached. They're headed in the right direction. They have their coach in place. They have their quarterback in place. They are doing things the right way. And let's see how many games they can collect in the second half of the season. Colts disappointed in some of their play, puzzled by some of their stuff. Uh, Minshaw moves the team, but he has got to cut down on his turnovers. 
don't understand what they're doing. Now, Moss is good. I understand that. And they have Taylor. But last year, ta- last week, Taylor goes for 95 yards in the first half and then gets one carry in the second half. Is that punishment? I mean, what the heck is going on? One carry. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. They play the Panthers, who finally got a win. Colts should be able to get another win. We'll see. Uh, Panthers, they've played hard. They're not very good, but they've played hard. And obviously, you know, when you're dealing with young quarterbacks, it's always an issue. And now a real game to zero in at 425. They left the area open because of the fact that the Chiefs and the Dolphins are playing. It's 930 in the morning. Cowboys and the Eagles. Everyone says the same thing. What's wrong with the Eagles? The quarterback's on one leg. Their passing game looks terrible. Well, wait a second. He just threw for 330 yards and three touchdowns. Oh, yeah, but it looks terrible. It's off sync. It's at, and you know what it is? It hasn't, it hasn't been crisp at any point this year like it was last year, but it still can put points up, and they win games. They're the only one-loss team in the league. Cowboys have to prove they can win this kind of game. On the road, hostile place, get their defense to travel, deal with the Eagles on both lines, find somebody who can play opposite Lamb because of, and, and consistently. Lamb, you figure the Eagles are going to be better in the secondary now with the trade, and they're going to, they're going to take Lamb away. So fascinating game here. I've seen a lot of people ready this week like the Cowboys. I want to watch and see that the Cowboys win this kind of game. I think when this game is push to shove, the Eagles come up and win it. The Cowboys and their offense especially has to prove that it can perform in the red zone with the game on the line in this kind of game. This is the kind of game they have to win if they're going to get to the promised land this year. Does the, do the Cowboys have the talent to get to the promised land? If their offensive line is healthy, they clearly have the defense. But you still have question marks about the head coach and his play calling, about the quarterback and his play. Their execution in the red zone is all question marks. People have a lot of question marks about the Eagles, but they keep winning. And Hurts keeps playing, and he's not even on the injury list. Does he limp? Yes. Does he wear a brace? Yes. You know what? He keeps playing uh, down after down, makes play after play. Fascinating game. Wouldn't miss it. Great game. Early November. Game that gives you the feel that you're getting into the meaningful part of the season in the NFL. That game. Dolphins, Chiefs. Cowboys, Eagles. Now you start to see that, you know what, they're pushing the chips into the middle of the table. These games matter. These games have implications. Yeah, both these teams are going to the postseason. We know that. But one of them is going as a division champion, and one of them is going on the road. And the road on the road all the way in the postseason is not easy. Sunday night, Bills and Bengals, again, have the Bengals 
done enough to show you that they're all the way back. Have the Bills done enough to show you that they can be consistent week in and week out because they haven't been at all. The Allen injury, does he have some, is he banged up? Yes. Does he have a shoulder? Yes. Will he play? Of course. Hey, when you have Allen Burrow on the field, you are right there with the best the NFL's got to offer. So terrific game. I think the Bengals win. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a fun game. And again, a very telling game. And then the Monday night, Chargers and the Jets. Chargers, let's be honest, no coach in the league who's got a job right now is sitting on a hotter seat than the coach with the Chargers. We know that. He's been on a hot seat for a while. That team has got to be better. It's healthier now. Now it gets the Jets and the Jet defense. Can the Chargers present problems? They're banged up at wide receiver. The Chargers are a little bit. They have weapons. Okay. They can play both ways. Their quarterback can make big plays. Can he stay away from the big mistake? Can the Jets do anything offensively before there's two minutes left in the game? They don't seem to do that forever. And let's be honest. There's a lot of things you like about this Jet defense, but some things continue to puzzle you about it. And they've been fortunate. You know what? They've had field goals that should have been made that, that just, you know, for the luck of the draw, didn't go in. They had throws that shouldn't have been made. Now give them credit for making the big play. And last week, they played against a team that did not have a quarterback on the field in the second half of the, season, uh, of the, camp, of the game. And they still needed a miracle. And let's be honest, if we go back and look at how that last 23 seconds was officiated, we can have some things to quibble about. It happens in this league. You take it with a grain of salt. Sometimes you get, you know, sometimes you get a push, sometimes you get knocked down. That's the way officiating works in this league. Sometimes you get a bad call and you try to, and you'll try to just say, all right, what are you going to do and move on? And sometimes you get a call that helps you or a situation that helps you when you say, hey, I've got enough bad ones. The Jets have had a lot of good fortune. Their defense has created a good deal of that good fortune by being so stubborn in the red zone, by making plays. There's some things that you look at that have to be better for the Jets. Number one, their play calling has got to be far crisper. Number two, their quarterback play down in and down out has to be much better, especially on third down. Number three, they cannot continue to make these ridiculously dumb, overly aggressive, and just stupid penalties on defense. They have got to cut those out. Those will kill them, and they have virtually killed them at times. They've dodged bullets, and they did in the Giant game. And how many bad penalties did they commit in the Giant game? And let's be honest, for just 
level of play, the Giants that game set football back 20 years. But you move on. And right now, if they can get a win this week and get a win next week before they go see teams like the Dolphins and Bills again, they can be in a very commanding position to make the postseason. This is a very big game for the Chargers and the Jets. The winners are going to come out of there thinking, I am in great shape to get to the postseason. And why not? they got a half a season to play. If you're the Chargers, you've won a couple of games in a row, and now you're 500. If you're the Jets, you're now a couple of games over 500. And you've put all that bad stuff behind you, and you still believe in this you know, vision of Rodgers coming back as he you know, stays on the sidelines and flips the ball around. So that is there too. So it's a very big game. So, hey, as we hit November, which is the month of decision in the NFL, you start to separate what's been the fake teams from the real teams. And you do that in November. The good teams will start to distance themselves and go lock up division titles and lock up playoff berths. The elite teams will do that in November. The teams that want to move up and say, hey, I'm going to be in the postseason this year, do that by separating themselves from the pack in November. And November opens with some really good games. Dolphins and Chiefs, Seahawks and Ravens, Cowboys and Eagles, Bills and Bengals. And yes, even the Chargers and the Jets. That's a lot of good games on tap this weekend. Emails when we come back. You're listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Send your emails to Mike Francesa, Mike Francesa podcast at gmail.com. Let's get to a couple here. Um, from Wilson. Do you have a favorite Super Bowl of all time? Giants Bills in Tampa. The pageantry, the patriotic zeal of the trappings of the Gulf War, only one week between games because of that. The first time we faced such heightened security, the whole national anthem scene, the scene in Tampa, the game played without a turnover, the Giants having such a good season, then having Phil go down, Hostetler takes over, Bill remodels the offense with their heart. They go to much more of a controlled look, less of a passing game. Sometimes three tight ends. Um, Hostetler's toughness. Giants in all kinds of trouble. Hostetler somehow gets hit and holds the ball and doesn't fumble it for a touchdown. Giants down 12-3 make the huge drive before the half. Hit touchdown Baker in a quarter at the end zone. Now it's 12-10 come out in the third quarter and put together one of the great drives in Super Bowl history. Now have a 17-12 lead. 
Kelly and that super offense have been on the sideline in real time for an hour and a half. They have not touched the ball. The Giants use forever going in and use forever coming out. And Jumbo Elliott's play, just dominating on that offensive line. O.J. Anderson's play. Some of the plays of the wide receivers. Giants being able to almost end the game and then coming down the field, the Bills. The great game-saving tackle by Everson Walls. The amazing game that uh, Thurman Thomas had. And then the kick. That was obviously wide right forever. Um, Great game. The Giants beat an incredible offense. They beat an incredible team, a team that had beaten the Raiders 51-3 in the AFC title game. Now, the Bills scored a point a minute, but they never had the ball. The Giants had the ball for almost 41 minutes in that game. The Bills scored 19 points in 19 minutes. Um, it was a classic, classic game. No turnovers in the game. Hard hitting, great individual plays, great scenario. I think it was the perfect Super Bowl. Now, it was the great outcome that we wanted. Giants, as underdogs, upset the Bills. Went on to win Parcells' second Super Bowl. Um, It was a great, great victory for the Giants. A great victory uh, for the head coach. A great victory for the team. Uh, And it was the first of the four years of you know, utter frustration for the Bills who got back there year after year to the Redskins in year two, to the Cowboys in years three and four, and lost and lost and lost. Um, But that game to me stands out. I've been to a lot of Super Bowls. Um, The last one I went to was Kansas City, San Francisco that I took the boys to in Florida. Um, funny because Julio was rooting for the Niners. Harrison was rooting for the Chiefs. Jack and I were also there. So the four of us went to the game. So, uh, you know, Julio was a play away. They were one play away from locking that game up. And Garoppolo missed Kittles wide open on a third. And I think it was six. Might have been five, but I think it was six. Wide open. Missed them. And then came the onslaught. Uh, and the Chiefs with the incredible rally. So um, that was the last one I've been to in person, as a matter of fact. And I think this year in Vegas is something I can't even envision what it's going to be like having that, what the Super Bowl has become in terms of excess and having it in the city that, you know, produces excess on a daily basis. Uh, I can't imagine what it's going to be like there. Uh, it's going to be crazy, really crazy. Uh, something to see. All right, Michael, would you, uh, would any player sign with the Raiders these days? Yeah, you know what? They had a great graphic last night. How many coaches in a row haven't lasted five years with the Raiders? Al was very uneven in his approach to everything in, in his later years. He did a lot of crazy things. And they have not developed any sense of 
purpose or any sense of consistency as a, as an organization since then. So it is a very, uh, very tough franchise to get a grip on because they just don't know what they're doing. Uh, they need to settle down. Will they settle down now? I doubt it. Um, Thomas, what young team do you see building towards a bright future in the next couple of years in the NFL? Um, I think Jacksonville's got a good run in them with Lawrence. I think the next four or five years, they can be very, very good with him. Him and Etienne, um, putting pieces around them. I think Lawrence has the uh, ability to be that kind of quarterback. Uh, I can see them being very good. I think Houston now has the coach and the quarterback in place to maybe turn things around and be very solid for a bunch of years. I could see that happening. Uh, I like their head coach. The quarterback's done a good job. Ray, is Matthew Stafford a Hall of Fame quarterback? No. Uh, Lenny, should Daniel Jones be the giant quarterback next year? That's a great question. Lenny. That, that is a, a great question. We could spend an hour on that. Top of my head answer would be yes. I don't see any way he's not. I don't see any way that next year he's not. But I think next year becomes an enormously important year for Jones and Dable and their future with the Giants. I think everything they both built last year has been completely dissolved this year to, back, to, to the point where they're back to where they started last year. That makes next year incredibly important because, believe it or not, they both need to prove themselves. You know, in professional sports, you get one year off and then you have to prove yourself that you can get back to the whatever level you got to. All right, if you were really like an amazing player, you might get two years. But you're never getting more than that. And in most cases, you're getting one year to get back where you want, where you're supposed to be. And I think next year, Dable and Jones both have the juries out on them in what will be an incredibly important year in their futures with the Giants. And I think next year will tell you the story as to whether or not they both have long careers going forward with the Giants. Enjoy your football this week. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.